are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we hop into today's episode of Locked On Mariners, let me tell you about Locked On MLB. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan and please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors both present and past featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Locked On MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is Thursday, August 19th, 2021. This is the Locked On Mariners podcast, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. I am your host. Tidying. It's all joined as always by my co host Colby Patnode. And the Mariners will be trying for a sweep of the Texas Rangers this afternoon down in Arlington, winning both games of their final series with the Rangers this year by a score of three to one the last two nights. We're going to be getting into last night's action, which still featured a fairly mediocre effort from the Mariners offense. And because of that, later on in the show, Colby is going to give you three moves he would make to improve the offense. We're also going to look at MLB Pipeline's re rank the Mariners farm system. But before we get into today's topics, if you like the show, give it a follow or subscribe wherever you prefer your podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Also, we're going to be hosting a room on Spotify green room following today's game. So if you want to come in and chat with us, be sure to follow me on there at Dane Gonzalez. That's D A N E G N Z L Z and Colby at Colby Patnode. So you're alerted when your room or when our room rather goes live. Uh, so Colby, you know, Kyle Seager got a two run home run in the first inning of the Mariners three to one win over the Rangers last night. And that proved to be all they needed. And that was pretty much all they got. They did add an insurance run later on in the game, just like they did the night before, but still a pretty flat performance from the Mariners bats in this one. They also gave up some outs on the base pass. And I, and I saw you and our, our buddy Jason Churchill at prospect insider on Twitter talking about this last night, Dylan Moore and Jake Fraley are combined 27 of 31 in steal attempts this year. Take those two out of the equation though. And they are and the Mariners are just 19 of 33 in steal attempts with a poor, 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 poor 58% success rate. Why does this team continue to insist that they run as much as they do when aside from those two players, they're just not good at it? I, I think part of the, the issue here, uh, particularly last night, is, is that you know they're trying to get something going. They're trying to make the offense go. Um, they're just not doing it smart. I mean, like if you're not good at stealing bases – trying to steal bases is not going to help your offense. It's going to hurt it. If you're not, you know, just, it's, it's not even just the stolen bases really. It's, it's sending Hanniger with one out um, after a Kyle Seeger double with Garcia, who's got a cannon for an arm and, and betting on, Oh, well they're more likely to make a big mistake. And it would have to be pretty big because Hanniger was out by, mm-hmm. you know, five, six, seven, eight feet. Uh, it would have to be a pretty big mistake. Uh, that's more likely than Ty France hitting a ground ball to the shortstop or or flying out to left field. You know what I mean? It, it's mm-hmm. last night the the base running passed way beyond aggressive, and it was just it was stupid. So it, it's you know it, it looks like a team that's desperate to jumpstart their offense. They're just not doing it in a you know in an intelligent way. We saw They're them make pressing. two. Yeah, it, it's. You can't, you know, it's kind of like quicksand. You know, the the more you struggle to get out of it, the the faster you sink into it. And and 
running into outs and the bases is not a way to, uh, you know, to, to score more runs. It's not, you have to be Mm -hmm. smart about it. And, and I'm all for trying to steal bases. This base stealing is one of the the funnest things about the game to me. I love, uh, I love that, Mm -hmm. that moment where you're not sure if the throw is going to get there or not, but, um, you know, it, in their defense, Abraham Toro was definitely safe. Um, I'm not yeah. sure how that yeah. how that uh, wasn't you know how that was overturned or wasn't overturned on on replay. It was obvious, um, but yeah, you know, Kelnick been caught the last two times. He's he's still trying to figure it out. Um, I saw somebody say he's a bad base stealer. He's not. He's just you know yeah. he's not a great one yet or a good one yet. He's about average. So. Well, and he's got the tools to be successful at it, like Abraham Toro as well. You, you know, we've seen the right. sprint speed numbers on, on Toro. And, and so it's it's not that these guys don't have the talent for it. It's just they're not capable of doing that right now. Speed and, and being good at base stealing are two different things. Like, yep. yeah, you got to read. read the pitcher. You got to read everything. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, like Billy Hamilton is insanely fast. He's also a good base mm-hmm. runner. I mean, it, it, you give, I mean, you know, Billy Hamilton's an extreme example because he's so fast that, you know, kind of throws everything off here. But yeah, you, mm-hmm. you can't just be fast and be a good base stealer and you can't just be fast and say, oh, well, I'll just I'll just try and steal his base because I'm fast They're They're mm-hmm. JP Crawford has above average speed. He's a terrible base stealer. Doesn't have it. We saw it or uh, we saw it a few years ago with uh, was it Guillermo Heredia. Dude's yeah. fast. Can't steal bases. He's not good at it. And, and so. Yeah. The Mar- the Mariners have at best two guys who are legitimately good at it and I don't I don't know if I'm ready to call Fraley good at it yet. Uh it's not a lot of attempts, but he is 9 for 10, so. Sure. Uh you, so let's say you have two guys who are legitimately good at it and neither of those guys were the guys thrown out trying to steal yesterday. Of course, yeah. you know, Fraley would have to get on first base to try and steal, but um <laughs> it's it's it just they've crossed this line from being super aggressive uh which i'm fine with to being just dumb and taking unnecessary risk and and you look at it last night a couple of their base running mistakes one came ahead of ty france who's been one of your best hitters and and the other one you know came with luis terenz at the plate who's been one of your best hitters so it it just you have to pick your spots and uh, last night they just they went way over the line and, and it probably cost them a run maybe two but it's it's easy to understand why they were desperate to try and get that going. Yeah. Uh, so on the flip side of it, uh, looking at the pitching, Marco Gonzalez was not as sharp in this one. Was only able to go five and a third innings pitch. Six hits, one walk, just six swings and misses. But he didn't give up a run, and that's ultimately what matters in the end. What did you see out of Marco last night? Um, it was uh, it was a bit of a grind. Um, it's, it's not like he wasn't bad, uh, sure, but he wasn't nearly as good, which somebody took offense to, which was weird. Um, but he, he wasn't right. I mean, he, he, he took a step back, which is what we all expected. I mean, it's hard to, to follow up a complete game. Right. Hitter. Exactly. Exactly. And we, we said as much yesterday that, that expecting that again is, is foolish. So. Um, the fact that he was only able to go five and a third and, and, you know, there were a few innings where he had to work around some, some issues. Um, yeah, I, it's fair to say he wasn't as sharp, uh, you know, against a better hitting team, you know, 
there might've been some issues there, but uh, you know, he, mm-hmm. he, he grinded ground grinded through, through the, uh, through the at bats. And he was able to give you a five, uh, five and a third scoreless. And then uh, handed off to the, uh, the Mariners bullpen, which was nails again. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was fine. It wasn't great. It wasn't, he wasn't super sharp, but we saw Bulldog Marco, and he just went out there and then you know found a way to get outs. Yeah, he battled, and that's you know pretty much what you come to expect from Marco, even when he's not on it. And now that's seven starts in a row where he's looked pretty solid, and he's given you a chance to win. So mm-hmm. you know, good stuff from Marco. All right, so coming up, Colby is going to tell you three ways the Mariners can get their offense back on the right track. But first, I want to remind you this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, whereas with Rock Auto, It's only $216. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We all know we should be eating more fish to get our omega-3s and protein, but the seafood counter can be intimidating. Which fish tastes the best? What type of cut? Can you really be sure about the quality? Wild Alaskan Company takes the guesswork out of buying wild-caught seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, white fish, or a combination, and every month there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium wild-caught, individually wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company's seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime, and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Get your nutrition from nature with Wild Alaskan Company, and right now you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB for $15 off your first box. wildalaskancompany.com slash MLB. Make sure to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. This is Locked On Mariners. Be sure to check out tomorrow's show as we put a bow on the week and get you set for the Mariners' big weekend series against the Astros down in Houston. But now... Colby, you messaged me last night. You said you have three moves you'd make to improve the Mariners' struggling offense. To be fair, you did say you didn't think they were all too good. <laughs> but uh, let's hear what you have. Yeah, so uh, first and foremost, it's it's time to make some changes to the lineup, the structure of it. Um, Big facts. Yeah, Mitch Hanniger is, is not good right now. Uh, and he hasn't been for three weeks. He's not hitting for power. He's leaving guys on base at a pretty you know normal rate right now like it, it's it's more mm-hmm. surprising when he gets that guy in than when he doesn't um you know he's just he's not he's not it right now he's not it uh seager's been struggling mm-hmm. he did have the home run yesterday and then proceeded to uh, you know he, he was good seager was good yesterday he had a double i mean but it's been hit or miss with seeks but whatever you don't 
you don't have to put him there. Uh, Jake Fraley, or yeah, Jake Fraley hitting ahead of Luis Torrens, that shouldn't happen again. Although I think it's or Jared Kelnick. Yeah, I mean it's just Fraley's. So you have you have Haniger, you have uh, Seager, and you have them hitting back to back, which right now probably not a good idea. You have Toro hitting fifth, you have Torrens hitting seventh, um, and you're not guaranteeing Ty France an at bat in the first and and. Oftentimes, because of the struggles of Haniger and and Seager, when Ty France does come to the plate for his first at bat, it's either leading off the second inning or it's you know with two outs and and eh. so uh, yeah, I, I think to improve the offense, you can put uh, you can change it up a little bit. You want to keep Crawford in the leadoff spot, fine, whatever, don't really care. But in some order, the top five in the Mariners lineup needs to be Crawford, Toro. Uh, France, Torrens, uh, and and probably still Seeger, uh, but you know, uh, you could you put Kelnick in there if you want, but uh, yeah, there needs to be a, a change here. the The two three spot needs to be uh, changed up, and 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 you could still play a matchup, but it's time to find a new number two hitter. And I I think that if you don't want to move JP off of the leadoff spot, which I get he's hitting right now. Uh, then the number two hitter probably needs to be Ty France. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I honestly think that Ty France should probably be the leadoff guy. But I get it with JP right now. JP's been hitting. He's been one of the four best Mariners hitters this month. I think we talked about that earlier this week mm-hmm. on, on Locked On. And, you know, I, I, I just I think overall you need to be able to get Ty France more at bats because yep. he's been your best offensive player this year. And the we've seen now quite a few times over the last couple of weeks where not having Ty France near the top of the lineup or at the top of the lineup has hurt you. You know, again, I, I'll keep mentioning this until the end of the season and probably all the way through the off season, that game against Texas last week at T-Mobile park, the one that they lost had you had Ty France up to bat instead of JP Crawford or instead of uh, Mitch Hanniger with the bases loaded, no outs or even one out. I think you probably win that game. Uh, yeah, I, I feel quite confident about that. So yeah, you just, just get them at bats, get them more at bats. It's, I, it's like, it's, it's similar to a, a team like, or it's similar to the, the, the Russell Wilson thing, right? You have this insanely good quarterback and people are like, well, why would you not want him to throw as much as possible? Right. It's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, why would you not want your best hitter to come to the plate as often as possible? They're just not maximizing things. And it doesn't mean that Mitch Hanniger will never come back to the number two spot. It just means that right now he's got some stuff to figure out. Now he had a couple walks last night, so hopefully that turns things around. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, he's not one of your five best hitters right now. So you need to make that change because you're 41 games to go and every single game matters. So maximize what you can. Yeah, no, we talked about this on, on our Patreon show yesterday, Control the Zone. Um, by the way, patreon.com forward slash control the zone wink can't see it but i winked anyway uh <laughs> yeah we talked about this that, that you know hanniger right now or you know even the um batting order itself you know spots in the batting order are not you know just things that are given to you right you got to earn that and mitch hanniger isn't earning that right now he's not earning the number two role they're just kind of putting him there because of the track record and that's fine to a certain degree but 
it's been almost an entire month now, right? It's mm-hmm. August 19th, and he's been putrid. And really, it's even before the start of August. You think about pretty much since, I think, July 25th or 26th, that's when the struggles really started to begin for him. And it's just, it's bad. He's bad right now. And that doesn't mean that he's been bad the entire year. You know, that doesn't mean that he's been bad um, overall. Uh, It's just right now, though, he's hurting your team. And we talked about this yesterday. It's just, it's rough to watch. He needs to be further down in the lineup. Does that mean he needs to be hitting ninth or eighth? No, but you should probably be putting him fifth or sixth or even seventh maybe right now. It's just that you need to limit him to fewer at-bats right now because he hasn't earned the right to have more at-bats this month. Yeah, if you want to be a playoff contender, right, if you want to fancy yourself as as actually going for it this year, you need to get your best guys the most at-bats you can. And right now, Mitch Haniger is not one of your best guys. Will he be eventually at some point this year? Yeah, probably. There's probably a rebound coming for Haniger, and at that point you move him up. But right now he's 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 not it. So, um, yeah. So uh, so number two here, mm-hmm. it's time to recall Jose Marmaleos. Uh, oh at, wow, this yeah. is something for you to say. <laughs> yes, it is. It is, and people who have who have listened to us on Control the Zone, uh, their their mouth is probably wide open right now. Um, but it's time and not because I think Marmaleos is going to be good, but because you need that extra threat. Uh, and you know, if right now you're carrying nine relievers, one of whom has only pitched once in the last, you know, 16, 17 days, you don't need nine Mm -hmm. relievers, send down Wyatt Mills, bring up Jose Marmaleos and give yourself another option who does have some power who might take a walk, give yourself another option that you can potentially use off the bench or honestly, mm-hmm. he's probably more likely to get a hit right now than, than Jake Fraley. If we're being quite honest yeah. with you. So um, yeah, I, I think it's time to, to make that move. Um, I'm still not getting rid of Jake Bowers because, Hey, I could just wait another 10 days, 11 days, whatever it is. And then I'll have 28 guys on my bench and then I can, I can keep, keep them around because I still like Bowers skill set more than I like Marmaleos. But Marmaleos is hitting home runs right now. We know he has that type of power. And any kind of mm-hmm. spark that you can give is going to help. So maybe Marmaleos made some swing changes. I know some people think he did. Um, but you kind of need that spark. And, and right now, I mean, you're not calling up Tremel. You're not calling up you know, any of the young guys. I mean, Eric Falia, is, is that really going to help you? I mean, silver medalist Eric Falia? Probably <laughs> not. So bring up an extra You don't want to see the shimmy? You don't want to see no, the shimmy I, at the big league level? I do. I just I, I don't think it helps you all that much. So <laughs> I to me, you have to bring up the extra bat because you have to have another option. And maybe he right. gets hot and, and and you know, you don't need Marmaleos to be good for six weeks. It'd be great if you could just get him on a hot stretch for two weeks and maybe that's what you get. And, right. and it's worth a shot. It's better to carry that shot than it is to carry, you know, the ninth reliever who you've used once in almost three weeks now. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we saw what a trip down to AAA did for uh, for Luis Torrens. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe something similar happened for Jose Marmaleos. I doubt it because, you know, you and I both are not 
big fans of Jose Marmaleos, we'll just say, just to be nice. But, uh, you know, who knows? You know, the, the guy definitely has power, right? He had one of the most impressive home runs I've ever seen in a game against the Dodgers earlier this year. Uh, so, May. Yeah. Yeah, of Odessa May. Yeah, that was yeah. A, just an incredible home run that he hit there. Like a line drive. I think it was like the lowest possible launch angle he could hit it at to actually get over the fence at T-Mobile Park. Just, uh, just incredible. So, what's number three for you on on this list before we uh, before we move on? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it doesn't seem like a good idea now, or well, it seems like less of a good idea now than it did. I don't know, twenty four hours ago. Uh, but it's it's time to to demote Cal Raleigh. Um, he's just he's not quite there now. He did have a double yesterday. Um, he did score two runs the day before, so maybe he's starting to figure things out, but Cal Raleigh right now is just an out that you can't afford to give away. And now how does, what does that mean for, for the catcher position? It means it's probably time to put Luis Torrens back there a little bit more often. So, I mean, look, look, you have, there have to be trade-offs, right? (sighs) So in order to maximize your offense, you have to trade a little bit of defense. So. That's what you're doing. And it's not every day. Tom Murphy is still going to be the primary guy here, but Cal Raleigh needs to be sent down. Um, in theory, you can send him down for Marmaleos. I think it makes more sense to send uh, Wyatt Mills down for Marmaleos. But if you're going to send down uh, Cal Raleigh, then a suggestion that I would make as to a replacement. This is going to be fun. You ready for this? Oh, no. <laughs> Brian O'Keefe. Oh, okay just crushed it in uh in double a i'm not sure how he's doing in triple a but we saw o'keefe last year he's at least a decent defender and the, there's lack of options really down at the triple a level you could go get sam travis back you could go try and taylor Trammell back but Trammell hasn't been great since going to tacoma um he's still working on some things so yeah you're kind of stuck here but you you need to you need to try something right you need to make an attempt here mm-hmm. um and you know so far this year, Brian O'Keefe is hitting 291, 356, 514. And he's basically been just as good in Tacoma as he was in Arkansas. So, again, maybe there's something here, maybe there's not, but Raleigh needs time. He needs he needs to figure some things out. He got a good a good, you know, chunk of experience and he'll probably be mm-hmm. back in September. But can you mm-hmm. ride a hot bat for 10 days and Brian O'Keefe and play the whole well? until the league adjusts to him, he might be pretty good game. I think he can. So for me, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's mixing up the batting order, sending down white mills, calling up Marmaleos and then swapping uh, Cal Raleigh for, for Brian O'Keefe, which isn't fun, but I think O'Keefe gives you a better shot right now than, than, you know, any of the other realistic options. Unless you, just you want, don't to, want to admit that I was right about what I admit that I was right about, about, about the beef boy breakout. I mean, yeah, two for his last five. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. He's an all-star. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no. it's you, you got to try some stuff here. Uh, 41 games to go. You got to find some way to score runs while you wait for Seeger and, and, and Hanniger and Fraley to hopefully pull themselves out of whatever it is they're, they're in the middle of. So, yeah, they're dart throws. And like I said, none of those options are particularly exciting. But I think there are options that, you know, at the very least, give you a better chance on a night by night basis. 
All right. In just a moment, we're going to analyze MLB Pipeline's top 30 post-draft re-rank of the Mariners farm system. But first, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contests and. Information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code LOCKED ON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey everyone, this is Ty Dan Gonzalez from the Lockdown Mariners podcast here to let you know our episode today is supported by Alaska Airlines. Do you ever get the sudden urge to hop on a plane and head somewhere like Dubai, London, or Tokyo? For me, I definitely want to go to Tokyo. The beautiful architecture, the lively, busy city, all the food. Oh, man, all the food. And you guys know how much I love video games and anime. So being able to go to the anime district, plus all the video game themed stores and cafes, it is all just right up my alley. And of course, you got to catch a ball game at the Tokyo Dome. Now, it is easier than ever to get there because Alaska Airlines has joined One World. One World is a global alliance that makes it easy for Alaska Mileage Plan members to earn and redeem miles worldwide. Go global with Alaska Airlines and One World. Learn more at alaskaair.com slash One World. A lot of talk about the Mariners farm system lately, especially with Baseball America ranking them as the best farm in the game. We talked about that earlier this week. Now, MLB Pipeline has provided their thoughts on the Mariners farm with the draft in the rearview mirror. They've reorganized their top 100 overall and top 30s for each organization. The Mariners have four prospects in their top 100. Julio Rodriguez at number two, Noel V. Marte at number 11, and then George Kirby back-to-back with Emerson Hancock at 35 and 36. We're going to get into the top 30 in a moment, but first, Colby, you know, what did you think about the top 100 guys and where they ranked? Do you think there were any snubs? And particularly, what do you think about Kirby over Hancock? Uh, yeah, you know, from the Mariner system, I, I, I really do think Kerry Ford is a top 100 prospect in the entire Absolutely. game. Um, it, it seems foolish to me that he's not in there. I, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't particularly like his rank of being behind Cal Raleigh, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, for Kirby and Hancock, it's interesting. The, uh, the, the team there at, at pipeline pretty much just hedged their bets, right? I mean, Kirby's mm-hmm. 35 Hancock's 36. So it's, they didn't really want to be that definitive about who is, who's the better one. Um, and I, I, I get it. I get it. They, there are, you know, I, That's like, starting to I, become more of the consensus around the league, though. Now you see, right. you're seeing a lot of George Kirby over Emerson Hancock. Now, I think a lot of that has to do, though, with the with the reports that you know Kirby can get up to a hundred uh, in in mm. very short stints, and it's like, I mean that that's nice and all, but you know Hancock can legitimately touch a hundred like regularly. I mean he's 97, 96, 97 right now. Uh, Kirby does get more value off of the fastball. It's got a little more run to it. Hancock's fastball, as we know, the low spin rates that kind of, uh, you know, complicates things a little bit for a lot of teams. It's a big part of the reason he was available at six. Um, I think that I think that Hancock has better secondaries. Um, Kirby still has a ways to go with the breaking balls, uh, but they obviously have potential. uh, And he's going to he's you know, Hancock has really good control and pretty solid command. Kirby's just on another level. So 
Kirby yeah, probably the elite. <laughs> yeah, Kirby probably the better fastball, uh, and just in terms of value right now, Hancock the better mm-hmm. secondaries, and I think that's that gap is pretty big right now. Now it could, mm-hmm. it probably will get closer as Kirby continues to develop, but um, and then mm-hmm. the the control command is just it's it's clearly in in Kirby's favor. So to me, it's you know Hancock has the big edge on the secondaries. Uh, Kirby has the big edge on control, but. Mm-hmm. You know the fastballs. I think are pretty similar, but I, I guess I would give a slight edge to Kirby. But overall, I like Emerson Hancock a little bit more than I like George Kirby. But I don't have an issue with how they they have these guys ranked. Sure. Yeah, I, I still have Hancock ahead of Kirby as well. I think that gap has closed quite a bit um, mm-hmm. this year. But yeah, I, I mean Hancock is a four pitch guy who I think you know can legitimately be an ace. I still think that Kirby's probably a high end two at best. But we'll see. Ceiling um, wise. Yeah, ceiling, ceiling wise. Um, yeah. Just to, to clarify there. Uh, but yeah, so let's look at the top 30 okay. uh, for for Pipeline, uh, for what they did with the Mariners. Uh, it goes Julio Rodriguez, Noel V. Marte, George Kirby, Emerson Hancock, Cal Raleigh, Harry Ford, Zach Deloach, Brandon Williamson, Connor Phillips, Levi Stout, Matt Brash, Edwin Arroyo, uh, Adam Mako, Milkar Perez, Juan Ten. Michael Morales, um, Starlin Aguilar, Gabriel Gonzalez, Isaiah Campbell, Caden Polkovich, uh, Bryce Miller, Al- Alberto Rodriguez, Jonathan Classe, Wyatt Mills, Aaron Fletcher, uh, Sam Carlson, Taylor Dollard, Tyler Keenan, Cade Marlowe, Patrick Frick. Uh, there's quite a few things here that stand out, but uh, I'll let you I'll let you voice your uh, your thoughts first. Yeah. So the first thing that really jumps out to me is Cal Raleigh ahead of Harry Ford. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's that seems like more of an ETA thing than anything else sure. because Ford is at least at, at least as good defensively or he projects to be as Cal Raleigh is right now might be even better mm-hmm. he's obviously a better athlete the bat speed is 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 you know big difference Ford has significantly better bat speed I think he's more likely to hit I think he's more likely to hit for power he's obviously again better athlete just as good defensively Harry Ford to me is, is a top 100 prospect in the entire game. Yep. And I think it's, you know, pretty obvious that he's better than Raleigh. So that, that one stood out to me. Um, Matt Brash is like the sixth best pitching prospect. I, I don't get it. Yeah. He should not be behind Levi Stout or, or Connor Phillips or Williamson, uh, but particularly yeah. Stout like Will, Phillips yeah. and Williamson. I get, I like those guys as well. And I, and I like, yeah, Levi I understand Stout. that one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like Levi Stout, don't get me wrong, but ahead of Matt Brash, n- no. <laughs> yeah. Matt Brash has three legitimate plus pitches when he's on mm-hmm. in pretty good control. To me, that's 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 pipeline again, hedging their bet, saying, well, the, the delivery is not as clean as we would want it to be or as clean as we think it should be for a starter, so we're still going to project him as a reliever. Uh, no, just no. Um Arroyo a little high for me, even though I'm a big Arroyo fan, but uh, I get it. He's a second round pick. So, uh, and there is some serious upside there. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think Bryce Miller is, is a little too low, not, not significantly, but I, I like Bryce Miller more than I would like more than I Michael Morales right now. Um, more than Caden Polkovich, but again, I get it. I, I really do get it. But the big one to me is that pipeline still has two relievers inside the Mariners top 25. That's insane. And well, and the worst part is that they're ahead 
of Sam Carlson and Taylor Dollard. And also these two relievers, by the way, Wyatt Mills and Aaron Fletcher, they're not the best relief prospects in the Mariners farm system. No. Where is Andres Munoz? I don't know. I always thought that he had prospect status left, but he maybe he, he does. Maybe he doesn't. I, I don't know, but no, he, he, he certainly does. He certainly does. But even then, like, Where's I mean, Logan Reinhardt? Where's Victor Labrada? You know, and, and I'm not talking right. about relievers here, but you know, the, Brian Perez, Christian yep. Cardozo. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many other options here. Tim Elliott, even Nolan yep. Hoffman, Dutch Landis, mm-hmm. like you know Raymond Kerr. If you want to look at a at a reliever, I would put Raymond Kerr ahead of Wyatt Mills at this point. Definitely ahead of Fletcher. I mean. Yeah, it just it just feels like they don't want to admit that they were wrong on those two, but they're not, you know. There there are not Aaron Fletcher, I think, in my personal ranks is in the forties or fifties. Mm-hmm. And Mills is way down there too. Uh just so you guys know, we do do our own personal ranks and we should probably drop those on on uh CTZ. Uh Patreon.com forward slash control the zone. Boom. Um, nice. Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the relievers, there's no reason to have any reliever inside the top 30, except for maybe Munoz. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Another, another big omission from the top 30 um, was George Feliz. Like, yeah. Where's George Feliz? <laughs> also, Jonathan, Jonathan Classe should not be that low. Absolutely should not be that. Yeah, as, I uh, get it. Uh, just because he just barely started playing stateside ball, but also you get I put mean, in him below Alberto Rodriguez, though, and Gabriel Gonzalez and Starlin Aguilar. Not not Gabriel Gonzalez. I don't I don't understand that or Starlin Aguilar for that matter. Uh, yeah. Alberto Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of get it. Mm. Uh, Rodriguez is showing like legitimate power. Um, sure. Yeah. And I think he'll be okay in right field, uh, but it's, you know, it's tough. There, there's always the possibility that, you know, Alberto Rodriguez is just Luis Liberato. Um, yeah. Who's also probably a better prospect than Aaron Fletcher. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, I, I get that. I, I do. There, there's loud tools there, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It seems like if, if pipeline liked loud tools, Harry Ford would, would be in the top 100 because he certainly has some very, very loud tools. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of today's game and get you set for the weekend series against the Astros. But keep the Seattle sports vibes going by checking out the latest episode of Locked On Kraken. Colby Patnode, I'm Ty Dan Gonzalez, and this has been Locked On Mariners. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-C-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Betting on Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts.